Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here with G, the editor of wrongfootball.com and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. Life. Don't talk to me about life. <laughs> uh, this week we're, we're uh, taking a look back over the week that was week 7 of the NFL season, a week which uh, saw the Cardinals and the Rams invade London and we're also making our picks for week 8's games. Uh, first of all though, let's have a look through uh, some of the uh, talking points from around the league. How, how are you doing there, uh, G, before we, uh, before we move on? So, how are we thinking about the, our new conversion to the wrong Tiddlywinks podcast? Uh, it's, I, don't, I don't think we need it now, it's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I think you're in denial. I think that for, for American football is dying, clearly head injuries is a real problem and we have to have a major rethink and change of direction. Well, it certainly might seem, but uh, not, not, not quite yet, not quite yet. Um, the news this week is, uh, we're going to go through, through a few little bits this week, it's, it's nothing sort of huge that's happened so we're going to go through uh, G's been keeping an eye on on some of the uh, the smaller bits that have happened do you want to uh, what, what's, what's particularly caught your eye this week G? well there's sort of like a little smorgasbord of headlines as that we have to go so um, we can start I guess with um, Joe Thomas tearing a tricep and he's losing his huge um, Ironman starting streak from like his first game as a rookie till now which is a hundred and something games I think yeah he must be gutted yeah, I mean, and it's it's interesting that he's so committed to playing in Cleveland, given yeah. how good a player he is, and given the stage of rebuild they're at, yeah. you, you could have seen him sort of trying to agitate for a move, and he seems very committed to seeing out his career there, and, and very possibly going to the Hall of Fame, but it's just kind of, yeah, it's really sad to see that streak broken with that injury, and it's just, um, yeah... It's it's a horrible thing for a player who's so good. Mm, especially like you say when there's when it's such a when it's such a long streak and there's such a uh, such a long period of time that's kind of been 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 through it. It's uh, yeah, can't be it can't be very nice for him. I don't have a t- time number of games, but I have ten thousand no. three hundred sixty three consecutive plays. Wow, I mean, that's a know, lot. Of, that's a lot of games. The guy <laughs> has been a model of consistency, and you know, one of those players that the Browns can definitely sort of hang their hats on and say, yeah, we had a world. You know, like a world class player, a, a league leading player, and yeah, he he's a really really good tackle. So you know, that yeah. was a sad thing at the weekend. We've Absolutely. got um, Martavius Bryant, sort of. Av- um, I was about to say advertising, but that's not quite the word. Word agitating. That's a better word. Agitating for um, a trade. If they're not going to use him, he wants to be out, as he seems to have been overtaken by um, Shushu Smith. He has. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see much about that over the weekend. I didn't see him uh, in, in kind of angling for a trade. Um, if you check the headlines, he, it, it's come out um, basically after he wasn't very used very much against, against the Bengals and the Steelers didn't seem to particularly need him. He, yeah. the, the other fun thing, or not fun thing, but interesting thing is that he missed a um, team meeting for a doctor's appointment. Now I did see that, yeah. So um, that came out and basically Mr. Tucker giving us the, the little bit of the ex-pro's insight on his podcast was just busy saying basically there is no doctor's appointment and calling in sick if you're an NFL player on Monday morning you turn up because there's a doctor there like an, a, one for, yeah. for your snuffles and your illnesses and one orthopedics expert for checking for your muscles and stuff injuries so that that's just him putting an excuse on missing and yeah he's been talking if you look at the headlines now about um, basically if he wants to play he wants, or if he's not going to be used he wants to play somewhere else so you know that's going to happen although Tomlin's come out said he's not available via trade so I think we're just going to have a bit of a battle there in Pittsburgh yes it sounds about that way it wasn't the only thing to come out of that uh, that game was it I know we're going to talk about that game in a bit more detail uh, but uh, uh, yeah well I did did I I think I can't remember if I mentioned it on the podcast or wrote it at the weekend about you know can we get through a whole game game about perfect getting himself into trouble in this big um, high profile um, nasty rivalry and the answer would be no 
<laughs> yeah, so he, uh, it was, one says perfect, he kicked somebody in the face, didn't he, in the face mask. Yeah, I, I mean, I must admit, I didn't catch it when I was watching back on, on Condensed, so I've not no. really seen it, and I've heard some people say it's not the worst, and it appears that he's going to be getting a fine, it's just like, it's that player, and he just can't seem to help himself. He's a really no, good linebacker, it. but... Uh, it is it is somewhat frustrating and fairly hard to root for as a fan at times. Mm, and and Le'Veon Bell has uh, has been quite vocal about it, hasn't he? Yeah, and as one of the um, receiving ends twice a year, you can sort of possibly understand it. And he did actually come out and say, "I don't mind tough, in, you know, in tough hits and all that, but just yeah, the extracurricular shouldn't happen," which is a pretty hard point to argue against, really. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I'd say so. Anything else that uh, that particularly uh, caught well, your eye this weekend? As we're getting into that point of the season, you've got um, you've got the whole thing with the Browns where um, it would appear that Hugh Jackson has taken over from Bill O'Brien in that I don't know what to do with my quarterback stakes, and I think that's because he's feeling the pressure of not having won a game. But he's yeah. you know sat Kaiser at half now and played a third quarterback, and it just feels like he doesn't exactly project the air of he knows what he's doing. And then T.Y. Hilton, and you can understand some frustration in the Colts as, as their season's going um, southwards as well, um, coming out and basically blaming the offensive line, which is not generally a, a, a very productive or helpful thing to do. No, not not, not usually, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think the lineman was quoted as, yes, we're used to taking the blame for things, you know. Well, yeah, they, they, I suppose there is. I suppose there is that. I mean, the, the, other, the other thing that uh, the one thing that I uh, I saw this weekend is, uh, I suppose, not particularly football related. Uh, Justin Timberlake is going to be doing the, uh, the 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 halftime show at the, uh, the the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that's been confirmed, but it's sort of been rumoured for a while. I think we might have even discussed it. And you know, I can't remember how many years it is since the whole wardrobe malfunction at the um, Super Bowl halftime party by Janet Jackson. Yeah. So, yeah, somewhere around there, 14, 15 years ago. So um, I'm assuming there won't be a reference to it because, you know, the NFL got into such hot water last yeah. time. But, you know, it, it's clear that um, if not everything is forgiven, that it's well and truly behind him given that they're giving him the Super Bowl halftime this year. Yes, yeah, so it certainly appears that way. Uh, well, what a, what a smorgasbord of news. Anything else you want to, uh, to um, go on to before we go any, to the... any comments on um, Byron Maxwell being released by the yeah. Dolphins? Yeah, released today. Um well, he he, start, he kind of started the season. He played the first couple of games, but uh, but hasn't really featured since. And he's been he's uh, we've we've had a uh, we've had a rookie um, starting. I can't remember his name. Oh, is it uh, Tankersley? Tankersley's the, uh, the 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 rookie who's uh, who's been been playing. So he, he's I, I don't think he's really been missed. If I'm perfectly honest, so it, it doesn't overly surprise me. We obviously it's what the uh, we we took him beginning of last season, I think, from the from the uh, Eagles. Yeah. Yes, because it, it was one of those trade things. I was about to say Seahawks, but no, he arrived at, at the Eagles. Um, Same time as free agent Alonso. signing, and, and then was thrown out as they sort of cleared house after the whole. They decided that Chip Kelly wasn't, you know, they were not only going to fire him, but get rid of everything he ever did. Mm. Yeah, he, he did a good job last last season, but he's, he's obviously not been featuring particularly much this this season. It's uh, yeah, it's a shame to see him go, but uh, yeah, one of those things. We'll have to see who uh, who takes his place. Very much so, and I guess the one thing that we should touch upon is that um, as much as it would appear that the um, talks were positive last week, and they're talk, planning about talking again of, of the um, league and the players, um, Mr. Trump is once again sticking his oar in because how dare you know work relations try and be done normally through dialogue as opposed to you do this or you'll be fired because that's how he runs his businesses how dare he <laughs> <laughs> run the 
Okay, well, with week seven in the books, we uh, turn our attention to uh, a few of the the, uh, the the big games from uh, from this week. First of all, as always, we're going to look at the uh, the Thursday night game. It's the Kansas City Chiefs uh, taking the trip to Oakland to play the Raiders. Uh, and the how Chiefs- good was this game? It was a real good back and forth, wasn't We've it? The had a couple of really good Thursday night football games this year. We have, and it's and, and last year they were they were saying how how poor the Thursday night football games were, and this year it's it, yeah, completely different story. Yeah, no, it, it does seem to have really turned it down. I don't notice that they seem to be getting um, a better mix of games as well. So um, yeah. long may it continue. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, the, the Chiefs obviously lost their first game of the season last week, um, and they were they were obviously looking to uh, to bounce back in this one and get things things going again. Unfortunately, it wasn't uh, it wasn't their day. It was uh, it was thirty one thirty to the uh, to the Oakland Raiders. Great game. All I think all of the the the, the most exciting bit was that was the last sort of two three plays, wasn't it? I don't know because I was I was enjoying it all the way through. There was a lot of offense um, on display and not a lot of yeah, defense. Definitely. And we yeah. had what was it four untimed plays at the end, or it felt like it went on forever as people just kept giving penalties away, and that enabled the um, Raiders to sneak the win. I thought it was two or three, but yeah, there was there was it was I think the most I've seen. I don't think I've ever seen that many at the at the end. And it was like you say, it was during one of those plays that uh, that the, the that the Raiders managed to get their touchdown, which took them back into the game. And then obviously the kick uh, the kick got them the, uh, the the win that they needed. So it was a, it was a it was a real good back and forth game. Like you say, it was a lot of a lot of offense in this one. Yeah, there, there really was. Um, for, for Raiders, I obviously am a good luck charm for the Raiders because we watched. I watched them early on in the season. I can't whether we covered them or whether I just watched them in my where's my coaching tape phase um, <laughs> of watching the season this year. And I was really impressed with them. And they won their first two games, and then the, the sort of things struggled. And obviously, um, Derek Carr had the fracture in his back, but he looked mm. much better this week. And Amari Cooper was able to catch balls again. Two hundred and ten yards from eleven receptions. That's, yeah. yeah, huge. Well, considering that he'd had like a serious case of the drops, apparently he needs to be in deep trouble and be <laughs> uh, and be on Thursday night football every week. Because yeah, it would it would appear that way. But yeah, uh, they played really well. The um, Chiefs were able to keep moving the ball despite um, well, despite losing a couple of receivers to concussion and injury, and um, the interceding hand of the Raiders, um, the, the, a safety at one point where there was the, the long touchdown which bounced off. Um, Oh yeah, the safety's hand went up into the air, and the, the um, Chiefs player caught it and and continued un- unopposed into in. the end zone. He, he certainly did. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one. I mean, long throws like that. What, one of the things that, that struck me about Derek Carr, just going back to to Derek Carr, and right? you mentioned him a minute ago, um, he threw a lot of balls deep, but it was a bit inaccurate, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, there's be. It's kind of typical that um, one of the reasons I. Um, picked the way I did this week and back for Chiefs was that the Raiders offense had struggled after the first two weeks and mm. I, I'd listened to an interview with a, a Raiders um, beat writer it was talking about their new offensive coordinator and how they got away from play action and the run scheme wasn't working so well and, and the new coordinator wasn't working out and all these problematic things and then I seem to turn it round, but it's not quite in sync fully, but it, it was an awful lot better and certainly they were moving the ball well enough to keep up with the Chiefs in this one yeah, uh, the the I suppose there was a, there was a big talking point during in in the game, and that was that was from Marshall and Lynch. Um, a bit of a, a bit of a kind of rook uh, happened in the in the middle of the pitch. Marshall and Lynch ran over, bolted over to the uh, to to the to where it was all going off in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the field, and made contact with an official. He was thrown out of the game, wasn't he? Yeah, and it, the story seems to be that he was trying to act as peacekeeper and get his cousin, who's um, Marcus Peters, sort of out the fray. 
Um, and I don't know because you, know, you shouldn't really be running on the from the sidelines. It was, it was a Not long way really. to go to get yourself suspended, and it mm. does look like he's going to miss a game for that. And was and, you know, yeah, he was thrown out of that game, and it looks like he's going to be suspended in another. And it, it's uh, Martian. I, I guess life of Martian Lynch is always a little interesting, and that's sort of more evidence of why. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he, he has appealed it, I believe, and it's uh, they were they were expected a. Uh, a decision today today's Tuesday we're recording this podcast a day early um, but I haven't heard anything as yet so uh, yeah we'll have to, have to keep an eye on whether the he news he headlines at the moment uh, yeah one game suspension upheld still right okay there we go then there we go yeah it, I mean he deserves it if he's pushed an, he's pushed an official yeah I mean that's, that's the rules I think he was trying to actually one from a melee so I don't think he went on and like you know pushed a, pushed an official to to um you know, make a point or anything, but no, the fact of the matter is, it. he made contact with a referee, and that's in the rule book. And so, yeah, he's not really got. A, I'm not sure what he's appealing against because the video evidence is there that he made contact. So you're yeah. sort of, you know, from there on, it's pretty much academic. Yeah, uh, Raiders could have won it a bit, a bit earlier, couldn't they? They uh, they had they missed a couple of field goals to Vitesio. Yeah, having been so good for most of his season, and, and I remember you commenting, uh, so we must have watched this game, because um, he kicked a couple of 50-yarders, having picked up yes, very late yeah. for Janikowski. But, yeah, um, yeah, he had one blocked, and I think missed another. He did, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if if those had gone through, it could have been a completely different story for the end of the game, couldn't it? Yes, no, um, absolutely. But, um, and a lot less interesting. <laughs> yes, and it, it, it was good fun, and I'm not too worried about the Chiefs, but the Raiders pretty much saved their season, as long as they can keep, um, winning because you know they were really struggling going into this one and they couldn't really afford to lose another so early in the season. Yeah, that's it. And uh, and going back to my uh, to my my usual um, one of the things I always talk about in these games <laughs> wasn't keen on the color rush color rush uniforms this week. They had to uh, up the game again this this week. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I Although it's Dolphins, liked, I don't know the, the Raiders um, one is it was um, you know the whites. It's always a little bit. I don't know the, the all whites tend to be a bit met except for I really like the Bengals one. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? But but that one's like a, it's black and white, so it looks monochrome. Whereas very often you was like the the Packers one the other week. It just sort of looks like you know they're, they're wearing the white and whites, and it, it looks fairly standard. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it was it was one where we both picked uh, the wrong team. Unfortunately, on uh, on this game, we both picked the uh, the Chiefs and got this one wrong. I'm afraid. Um, good week for me though. Very good week for me. Strong week. Picked up four. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, it was getting a little ridiculous. It was, it was about time, wasn't it? I suppose. Um, the second game was the uh, it was the Cincinnati Bengals game. It's your game against the uh, the Steelers. I think it's you always... mispronounced that. I believe it's the Cincinnati Bungles. Oh, that might well be it. Yeah, I think they have uh, they have started spelling it that way. Um, it's always a tasty game. This one, isn't it? We, we said this last week. It's regardless of however the, the rest of the season's going. Um, it's always a heated rivalry. It's always a, a big game that uh, that gets a lot of uh, it gets like I say, it gets heated. Yes, yes. These are two teams that do not like each other. No, uh, and and this was uh, this was this game was uh, was no exception. It ended up twenty nine fourteen to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was fairly close in the first half, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Initially, as you say, in the first half, they were trading touchdowns and and seems um like it was going to be a good competitive contest. And then yeah. just towards the end, they got a field goal. But you know, it is what it is. And even after the second field goal and it sort of went in 2014 it felt like a tight game but yeah. in the second half the Bengals defence continues to play well but unfortunately the Bengals offence with woes just resurfaced, a couple of picks from Andy Dalton and they just couldn't seem to get anything going against the Steelers defence that picked up the level a bit that's it. I mean, looking at the uh, the the, the offensive yards 
for the game in, in comparison. 420 for the Steelers, 179 for the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, the problem is a mixture of... I mean, the offensive line just seems to have problems. And so it was... The Bengals, Bengals didn't look to be moving the ball as easily in the first half. So they were keeping up for most of it. But it felt like the Steelers were moving the ball slightly easy, more easily. And then in the second half, it just... Yeah, the Bengals ground to a hole. Mm. And they just couldn't get things going enough on first or second down. Kept losing, leaving themselves third and long. And... Andy Dalton sort of like one ball was tipped and one was a slightly off pass, but he was under pressure again. And I don't want to make too many excuses for Dalton because at one point on four from three, he just threw the ball away under pressure. And it's like, you've got at least might as well try and make a play at that point because you've just literally given the ball to the opposition at that, you know, on four from three and just throwing it away. But I don't know. I'm feeling like we're reaching the end of a cycle with the Bengals. It feels very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of, Static, like there hasn't yeah. been progression over the, maybe the last season, and it just Marvin Lewis is at the end of his tenure. Maybe he goes into the front office and continues sort of his excellent work in what he's rebuilt, but it might be time for a fresh coaching approach. I think you might be right. I mean, it was you mentioned Andy Dalton. For me, it looked like we were back to the Andy Dalton of weeks one and two. Yeah, I don't think we were able to run the ball very effectively at all. No. And that's sort of been part of the problem all season, but. You know, with um, you know, you've got John Ross, who's never really been able to get on the field to give that um, counterbalance to um, AJ Green that, we, that um, the Bengals were hoping for, and then Tyler Eifert's gone down with back problems. Tyler Croft has actually been a very capable replacement for him in the last few games, but it just did not work. On the other hand. You're playing against what many are beginning to think of one of the best teams in the AFC on the road. Mm. This is not necessarily a game the Bengals were expected to win, but having dropped those home games early, they can't afford to lose too many on the road either. No, you you really can't. You recall, well, let's have a, let's have a look at the Steelers. The Steelers were were uh, they, they did well passing, but they were very reliant on the run, weren't they? Yeah, I mean that seems to be the formula at the moment. They've uh, sort of gone back to leaning on Levy on Bell and reducing Ben Roethlisberger, given that Roethlisberger was struggling. And you know mm. that's a formula that works when you've got defense as good as they have and a running back as good as he is, and a safety who can throw. <laughs> uh, Robert Golden got over, got forty four yard pass, which was longer than any of uh, any of Big Ben Roethlisberger's. Yeah, I mean that's just cheating, really. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you get into um, a, a, you know a fake punt and. There was some question I heard afterwards and people saying, why call it then? And I think the answer was there was a look. It wasn't, they weren't told not to do it. So they ran the fake. And, yeah. you know, it. it is what it is. <laughs> you know, it is a football game. It's not like, you know, you have to worry about that sort of thing being unfair. And yeah, it, it was just, yeah, it, it was just frustrating. And Juju Smith-Schuster um, had made a couple of plays and Martavis Bryant sort of really didn't. And that's why he's kicking up a fuss. Yeah, so it's a it's an uphill battle to get to the playoff picture for the uh, for the Bengals if you uh, if you if you're wanting to look past the uh, the end of the season. Oh, just, two and four at the minute. It, it just feels like it's one of those seasons. Um, mm. You know, you might have noticed I've switched modes a little bit. We swapped, haven't we? It's not so much that as well, but I might even write about this a, a little bit because you know there comes a point where for the, for the good of your emotional health, you can't invest too much in a team that aren't doing as well, and it doesn't mean you're not yeah. a fan and you're not following. But you know you can't go in going who day and giving it all that when um, things are not running at all well. You going in going who day and giving it all that. Well, I don't give it all that, but you know, <laughs> I, I have been known to um, the odd outburst of cheering. Yeah, well, we yeah uh, we both picked the Bengals. Another one we uh, we both got wrong on this uh, on this one, unfortunately. Uh, 
the third game was the, was well, it was the Twickenham game. It was the third of this year's London game, second ever Twickenham game. Um, it was a uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very one sided affair. I've, I have complete sympathy with the Arizona Cardinals fans that were in attendance, having having <laughs> felt what this was like in week in week four. Um, it was thirty three nothing to the LA Rams. Um, Arizona Cardinals shut out, which would have been absolutely horrible for their fans. Yeah, and it was. Bizarrely, well, not bizarrely, but it was actually pretty competitive for about the first um, quarter and the first half of the second quarter. Yeah. Um, the Rams were only six points up, and it was wasn't really until um, Carson Palmer took that second hit and went out what, with what turns out to be a broken, broken um, arm could very well end his career, depending on how long it takes for him to recover. I've seen, I heard anything from four to um, eight weeks on that, so. You know, and you can't see him going to the playoffs. Uh, I wrote at the weekend about the formations, and they, you know, started off using the same things, but they just were unable to get anything going against the um, the, the Rams' defense, which had struggled a little bit early on in the season, but obviously seemed to be getting the hang of Wade Phillips's um, scheme because they looked very good in this game, and the the Rams' defensive line just stopped for Cardinal being able to run and, yeah, knocked Carson Palmer out of the game. And once that happened, Drew Stanton was just not able to keep the Cardinals competitive at all. No, no. On the other side, though, Jared Goff, he's starting to look like some quarterback, isn't he? I, I think that um, the Rams have um, possibly won the off-season coach, coaching hires for this season already, yes. just with the turnaround that they've got out of Sean McVay. And, yeah, he seems to have tailored an offense round Jared Goff's skill set, and he seems to be playing very well. Mm, certainly, it certainly is. I mean, t- uh, th- twenty-two uh, receptions for, th- for thirty-seven attempts, two hundred and thirty-five yards. Yeah, not not bad. One one person who wasn't uh, quite quite so good and was after after a really good game last last week was uh, was was Adrian Peterson. Kept really really quiet. Just twenty-one yards for this game. Yeah, there really weren't any holes for him to work through, and no. they got a little behind. So then they were throwing, and it, it just didn't quite flow for him. So. Uh, we'll, uh, we can go through um, what I thought of him on coaching tape from the week before for later on if you want but um, yes, yeah. but he just he, he's not the stage of his career where he can make magic happen out of nothing and they just weren't and there were too many Rams players you know he was getting hit in backfield several times so mm. it, it, he wasn't really given a fair shot to do much no no that's it and on the other hand Todd Gurley got his, his second Hundred yard game in a row. Yeah, I mean the Rams continue to look good. Um, it's not at all galling seeing Andrew Whitworth playing well for another team when your offensive line is struggling. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But um, yeah, he he looks good in space as much as anything. It's the screen options and getting him in the ball rather than sort of pounding him behind the tackles that seems to be getting him for yards. Yeah, and uh, I think one of the things that, like I say, I, I usually watch the games and I go back and, and look at the stats. And the stat that, that jumped out at me was the third down efficiency for the Rams, sixty-eight percent. That's huge. Yeah, no, that that is a very good percentage. But um, yeah, Jared Goff seems to just be a transformed quarterback this year. It certainly is. Well, it's uh, it was one that we uh, that I, I got right. It's one of the uh, one of the games that I uh, I picked up on you this on, the, on you this week. So I picked the Rams. Yeah, I thought uh, it would be much closer, and obviously mm. I wasn't expecting Palmer to be injured. But I think the Rams would have won handily even if he had played. By the looks of yeah. it, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think it was going to be as uh, as far apart as that. Uh, but, and uh, is it now time for the Cardinals to admit that maybe they're not going to be competitive and maybe look to trade Larry Fitzgerald to somewhere more deserving of his talents? Now might be the time. Yeah, might might well be the time. Um, the final game we uh, we we watched this week was uh, was the, well, it was the Dolphins game. It was Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. Uh, 
Jets beat the Dolphins by 20 points uh, to 6 in week 3 uh, this year so the Dolphins were obviously looking to uh, to avenge that and they certainly did so uh, well just it was it was 31 points to 28 uh, in the end Jets started started really really strongly um first drive um touchdown Miami matched it with a, a touchdown of their own but it was a, it was quite a back and forth throughout the first half wasn't it it was it was sort of a scrappy entertaining game all the way through um and it was kind of interesting in that the defenses for both teams he'd be playing like tough defense but then giving up big plays so mm. and, and there was definitely something going on with a look that the Jets were getting in your secondary because there were two long bomb touchdowns that looked like a similar busted coverage that looked like something that the Jets were planned for that was just coming off. But in fairness to the Dolphins, they kept going. The defense got scrappy again, and they do seem to do that. And you managed to overcome Jay Cutler going out of broken ribs. Moore came on and looked okay. And I thought he looked good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Really and and you managed to move the ball and win, despite JHI not really getting much going in this game. No, that's it. It was... Um... Once, like you say, once more, Matt Moore really got 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 going. I thought he looked he looked pretty good, and he's he's obviously gonna gonna be starting this week because because um, Jay Cutler's out with uh, with with he's been diagnosed with a couple of broken ribs, so he's uh, yeah he's he's not in a in a good place at the minute. Matt Moore, I mean, this is what the fans have been asking for, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, interestingly, if you look at their figures, I mean, Jay Cutler was twelve of sixteen for one hundred and thirty-eight, two touchdowns, one interception. He took one mm. more sack, and you know, actually had a better quarterback rating than Matt Moore. So, mm. Cutler he, wasn't I mean, doing too bad in this game, but Cutler's no, been he very wasn't. spotty. And, and Matt Moore has always been, you know, a serviceable backup. And so, it, it was an interesting decision to spend that money on Jay Cutler, who was, you know, not preparing for the season, but in a, um, you know, well, he was not preparing for a broadcast career, from what we've read in the papers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, he looked good. I mean, it, the, it was a tight game with with two minutes to go. It was it was at twenty eight all, so it was it was a really tight game up to that point. Um, Dolphins got an interception, got the got the ball back, uh, and yeah, there was a kick uh, with with I can't remember how long it was left. Not very long at all. No, not at all. And um, I'm, I'm slightly worried we're going to let this game or be, uh, our commentary on this game finish without uh, mentioning um, Kenny Stills and his amazing pair of catches. Yeah, I mean, the f- first one was uh, well, that was challenged because we because we, the the referees initially thought that the uh, the ball had hit the hit the ground when it hadn't. He uh, kind of juggled it off the other player and off himself and, and ended up making the catch. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I still think that's I think personally the one I'm more impressed with. But they were both very, very good catches. Yeah, and then. The second one, yeah, it was it was a one hander, wasn't it? Yeah, just plucked it out of the air. I had to, I had to stop Jen from what she was doing at, the, at that point and, uh, and and show her the, show what just happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, having been down by fourteen points at one point, it's uh, yeah, it finished thirty one twenty eight to the uh, to the Miami Dolphins, uh, and it was one that we both picked correctly. Yeah, and um, the Dolphins are somehow four and two, and I'm not meaning that um, nastily. I'm meaning that they're not playing well, and they've still managed to win games and keep themselves in contention. So you've got to be pretty happy with that, I would imagine, after the start of the season you had. Yes, given the start that we had, I certainly am. Um, let's have a look at the uh, the rest of the games this week. Uh, James Winston uh, started this week for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers after appearing to have uh, picked up an injury last week. Uh, they faced the Buffalo Bills, uh, but unfortunately they yeah, they lost. It was thirty points to twenty seven. Despite the Bills taking a, uh, a big early lead, the Bucks did a great job of, uh, of getting back into it, but uh, unfortunately for Tampa, couldn't quite do enough to uh, secure the win in that one. Yeah, and James Winston playing very well despite shoulder injury, and the, his defense couldn't help him out in that one. 
Mm, that's it. Well, in the uh, in the week that Teddy Bridgewater went back to practice for the uh, for the Vikings, they uh, they faced the Baltimore Ravens. It was the the Purple Bowl. Uh, it was uh, it finished twenty four points to sixteen uh, to the uh, to the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings took control of this one uh, during the second half, uh, despite a uh, late attempt at a comeback. The Vikings picked up the win, uh, and I'm hearing that Teddy Bridgewater could be back as early as week ten. We should just have to see what happens with that one because who we, knows we which will. quarterback will be starting by then. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Colts go into uh, went into uh, the, the game uh, against the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, with the thirty first ranked defense and the twenty eighth ranked offense, but uh, they were boosted this week by uh, by a, an injury to uh, Leonard Fournette's uh, ankle, which kept him out of the game. Uh, unfortunately, there were no surprises, and that that injury did did uh, nothing for them really. It was uh, it was twenty seven points to nothing uh, to Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags were uh, were dominant throughout this one and, uh, and won it quite easily. T.J. Yeldon took uh, full advantage of the extra snaps as well and got one hundred and twenty two rushing yards. It was the first half of Brett Hundley uh, as Aaron Rodgers uh, was was confirmed for being out uh, for the rest of the season uh, with his with his, with his collarbone uh, injury. Uh, Hundley got a rushing touchdown, but only eighty seven uh, passing yards from twenty seven attempts uh, against the uh, the New Orleans Saints. The Saints ended up winning this one twenty six points to seventeen, and uh, it was a game that included Drew Brees' five hundredth career touchdown. He's a bit good, isn't he? Really? Yeah, a little bit. And you could you could quite easily see him uh, see him overtaking the others that he's, he's that are in front of him as well, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, it's a question of how long he goes for. But it's he's, nice he's to see the Saints being competitive, isn't it, this year? You know, they, they've is. got a chance for, for, to, for the playoffs. And, you know, it looks like that defence might finally be turning in a corner. And, you know, it, it, it's really good to see because you don't like to see what should be a Hall of Fame quarterback career, you know, underperform through no fault of his own. He's been playing really well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, the uh, the Panthers and the Bears went into uh, into this week. The Panthers were at the top of the NFC South, uh, and the Bears were at the bottom of the NFC North. Uh, so, yeah, surprisingly, they uh, it was uh, it was the Bears who went away with the uh, with the win in this one. Seventeen points to three, uh, the final score to the uh, to the Chicago Bears. Um, all the scoring was done in the first half. The seventy six yard interception run for uh, for Eddie Johnson for the uh, the Bears, and uh, yeah, second career win for the, uh, for the for Trubisky. Yes, and I have an excellent stat for you. Go on. Mitch Trubisky, yep, completed four passes from seven attempts. Four passes from seven attempts? Yep. Is that all he did? Yep. 107 wow. yards, along with 70 yards in fairness, but yeah, for, it, they might have problems if they stick to that formula going forward. Yes, they might well do. I might have to change my pick for next week. Um, the... Uh, the Browns going into uh, into this week still hadn't uh, hadn't won a game and uh, yeah no uh, no surprises this one they uh, they they uh, lost to the Tennessee Titans twelve points to nine Deshaun Kaiser was benched for Cody Kessler uh, for the Browns uh, during the game uh, something's not right something not uh, not not all uh, all there for the uh, for the Browns offense uh, took it did take overtime though to split the teams and uh, yeah again the uh, the Browns find uh, find themselves uh, close but not quite close enough forty seven yard field goal from Ryan Suckup uh, won it for the Titans uh, Dallas Cowboys and the uh, San Francisco 49ers met on Sunday as well the, the uh, Cowboys were coming off their bye week and they were boosted by uh, Zeke being eligible uh, to play after what we spoke about last week and his, uh, his impending uh, possible suspension the 49ers uh, were still winless and they uh, yeah they still are it was, like I say 40 points to 10 uh, Zeke was all over this one 147 rushing yards and uh, 72 uh, receiving yards as well with it including a touchdown uh, the 
Broncos, well, we know, we know again, like much like the uh, like the, the Browns, we know something's going on with, uh, with, with in Denver with their quarterback situation. It's been far from clear in the last few weeks. Simeon did start this week, uh, but he was sacked five times and threw in through an interception and was uh, yeah shut out by the Chargers. It was twenty-one points to nothing to the LA Chargers. Uh, it was the first shutout of the Broncos since Week Twelve of nineteen ninety-two against the Raiders. Um, yeah, it, was, it took me a long time going back through the uh, through the seasons on Pro Football Reference trying to find last time they were uh, shut out. <laughs> Yeah, well, well done for tracking it down, down, Mr. Producer, sir. Oh, I nearly gave up. I nearly gave up. <laughs> Off the back of the uh, Giants' first win of the year last weekend, they were looking to uh, to extend that run uh, against the Seahawks on Sunday. Uh, they couldn't do it. it was uh, They're far too broken, unfortunately, to make it two in a row. It was 24 points to seven to the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they did lead up until half-time, but uh, yeah, failed to score in the second half while uh, the Seahawks managed to get themselves uh, three touchdowns. Uh, the Falcons and the Patriots had a, uh, a replay of last year's uh, Super Bowl, which uh, was won by the uh, obviously won by the Patriots last year. Falcons were uh, hoping to avenge some of that loss in a foggy Foxborough this year. Um, yeah, no, no uh, exciting comeback in this one. I'm, I'm afraid it was 23 points to seven to the uh, New England Patriots. Falcons only touchdown was at right at the end of the fourth quarter. It was a yeah, yeah, good, good game from uh, from Brady, who uh, looking at the highlights through some some nice long passes. He's been playing really well all season. The problems were on defense, but this is the first team to not score 300 yards on them, and you've got to worry about the Falklands. With I've suddenly started calling them the Falklands, and yeah, I'm slightly what, worried two weeks about in a row. this. Yeah, in a row. yeah. This is like a new sort of stumble that I don't know where it's coming from, but I'm deeply worried about it. I don't know. It, it's just weird. But you know, the team from Atlanta are in trouble. They, they certainly are. Well, the uh, the Eagles uh, were on something of a roll after uh, winning the last four games going into this one. Uh, top of the NFC East, they stayed there this week. It was thirty four points to twenty four. They're playing the uh, the Washington Redskins. It continued uh, as uh, yeah Carson Wentz once again uh, showed how good he was, uh, leading the team in both passing and rushing and picking up four touchdowns in the process. So uh, yeah, what a game for Carson Wentz. Right then, G, let's take a look at what you've been writing on the blog this week. There were a couple of uh, new bits on the blog this week. Firstly, you, uh, you spoke about the state of flux within the league. Yeah, because that, it very much feels like that's how we are this season. You've got all the um, stuff going on with player protests, Trump and all that. But also, it doesn't feel like we particularly have many great teams. That mm. might be changing a bit this week because it was obviously I wrote this last week before the week seven games and you've got the mm. Patriots, you know, beginning to round into maybe a bit of form and the Eagles making a strong case to be one of the best of teams in the NFL. But you know, it doesn't feel like we've got nailed on teams that are excellent like we've had in the past. And that could change, you know, as now we're getting into well into October, November coming up, we're getting into the meat of the season where teams like to start peak that are often round there and, you know, Patriots for one, Seahawks for another, and you'll notice they both win. But I mean, it's sort of like, yeah, there's a lot of change in the air at the moment, and there's going to be a lot going forward with, I think, some of this head injury stuff, particularly when they're starting to talk about the fact that um, there's a protein that they can find in spinal fluid. So there's, there's talking about not being very far away from um, being able to test for CTE in living players, and I think that will, you know, change things radically going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, the other thing you had to look at, you had, actually had a chance to watch some coaching tape this week. Specifically, it was uh, AP Adrian Peterson's first game as a Cardinal. Um, you, obviously, this, you go into uh, to quite some detail on the blog, but uh, just very quickly, what did you think to it? Well, the interesting thing for me was was the way he was used because. I think we've talked about we're not sure how much um, 
he's got left. But also the, the, yeah. the criticism kept being that you know he needed to be in the eye formation and that he was too much of a tell because he didn't do anything out the backfield. And so you know if he was on the field, you knew it was going to be a run. And neither of those were the case for the Cardinals in the way that he was used. They basically mainly played out of eleven and twelve personnel. So that's either so basically always with a single running back of Adrian Peterson with either um, three receivers uh, and a tight end or um, two tight ends and two receivers and they would pass the ball out of that formation. He would often run routes or run play action um, fakes, but you know it wasn't an indication that they were just going to run. And he was effective running. He doesn't have burst so much anymore. But yeah, they used him very effectively. And in that game, he looked very good. Um, I think they might look good against a lot of teams. It was just that the Rams' defense was very good. And obviously, with Carson Palmer going down, they could have real problems going forward. Yeah, that's it. Was there anything there in particular that you're, you're planning on looking at next week? No, I've not quite got a plan for what I'm going to look at at coaching tape but I'm very excited to have coaching tape and hoping that I'll be able to keep that going forward now that um, I found a bit of time in my life Excellent, well uh, for that and much more from G, uh, make sure you stay tuned to the blog it can be found at thewrongfootball.com And I'm very willing to take um, suggestions I might even take a look at Cameron Jordan thinking about it Are you ready for some football? So going into week eight, uh, like I say, I picked up some uh, some some points this week. It was sixty fifty three now to uh, to to UG. So uh, while you are still quite some way ahead, you're uh, you're not quite as ahead as you were. And I picked, even picked up a couple on my dad as well. So uh, yeah. that was nice. That was nice. He picked up a couple on you as well. Yes. Well, um, you know, <laughs> it was not my best week. Shall we say? Week. No, that's it. Well, let's have a look at uh, this week's games and uh, make our predictions for this one. First game, uh, it's the Thursday night game. Uh, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens playing the Miami Dolphins. Of course, I'm going to be going for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the, they are uh, given three and a half points. Which uh, I almost want to say is disrespectful. Yeah, a little bit. But the Ravens are three and four, and they're not coming off a good performance. No. They are at home, but... I just I'm not sure what the Ravens have done to deserve the extra half point. Hmm. Well, I'm going to be going for the Dolphins. I always do. I think I might be joining you in that one. Excellent. Um, the Browns and the Vikings. Now, this is a this is an interesting one. Nine and a half points given to the Browns. Um, uh, yeah, still think I'm going to go Vikings. I'm not that tempted. I've got a little game for you here. Go on. Listen to this series of teams, and I will ask you a question at the end of it. Minnesota Vikings. Detroit yep. Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, Cincinnati Bengals, Los Angeles Chargers, Green Bay Packers, Baltimore Ravens, Chicago Bears, Pittsburgh Steelers. Where is the Browns' first win coming from? Oh. I'm not sure. That's, that's really difficult. That's that's a, they've got a diff, they've got a tough uh, tough run, haven't they? Packers maybe possibly but Brett Hunley I mean I, I get the feeling the, the Packers are on by this week and so there's a strong chance I think that coaching staff will be sitting down to work out what they can do with Brett Hunley going forward yeah what about this one pick this game pick this game I think the Vikings <laughs> are likely to cover that I, I just yeah. think it's all going wrong for the Browns I'm going to go Vikings on this one um, Atlanta Falcons and New York Jets the Jets are given four and a half points uh, you, ooh, I'm going to go Jets that might be yeah home underdog the Falcons aren't yeah. playing that great yeah I kind of fancy the Jets to cover that yeah I think I think I'm going to go uh, I think I'm going to go for the Jets on that one uh, Raiders Bills uh, two and a half points to the Raiders <sighs> depends which Raiders team is turning up I yeah, just kind of fancy one. the Bills mm. but I also kind of fancy the Raiders that's a really tough game I, I, I'm going to have to dig into to sort of DVO rankings and all sorts to try and pick that lot out my initial my initial thoughts are the Bills but 
I don't know. I'm, they I'm did play well on Thursday, and that extra time, yeah. and Raiders have travelled well at some points. Mm, that's, yeah, difficult one. Yep. Difficult one. Speaking of difficult ones, uh, Saints are uh, have eight and a half points taken off them against the Bears. This I initially now I initially put Bears because I don't think they're going to lose by that. I didn't think they were going to lose by that many, but. That stat you've given me for Trubisky has thrown that all into disarray. Uh, uh, the thing you need to look up after that is what the Saints' run defense has been like this season. Yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, I strongly good. fancy the Saints to win this game, but that is a line that's making me think about the Bears because their defense has been very good. And if they run mm. the ball, I think they can keep it close. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know now. I've got, I've got some thinking to do. You've uh, you've put a question mark in my head. Sorry, that's <laughs> all right. Or am uh, I? Well, yeah. Uh, ben, that's it. You could be double bluffing me. I bet, I bet that stat didn't even happen. You're just making them up. So no, no, no. Trust on. me. That stat has been talked about a lot. <laughs> uh, Bengals Colts, your game. Uh, ten and a half points. That seems off you. very generous. Even if that's Colts... extremely generous. But then the Colts, the Colts have just been shut out, and the Bengals defense has been good. It's just I'm not sure if we can score ten and a half. Uh, that's what. That's, that's my, that was exactly my thoughts. Um, in I... fairness, the Colts defense has also been bad. So mm, I might pick Bengals out of pure mm. luck or pick the Colts just to try and spite the Bengals into a decent win I think I'm I'm sorry I think I'm picking Colts I, I'm not going to be offended frankly I don't think they'll win I don't think Colts will win but I don't think they'll lose by 11 um, Chargers LA Chargers uh, they are travelling to Foxborough to play the New England Patriots and they're given 7.5 points does that feel like maybe that's too many it kind of does. It does. The Chargers have been close in almost all their games this they season. They have, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I'm. I'm sort of thinking Chargers. I'm. I'm very tempted to go for Chargers. Yeah, me too. Very tempted. But it would be the know. most patriotsy thing to for us to do oh. that and then blow us out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be a, a huge score shutout. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Thinking Chargers at this at this very point, but we'll see. Uh, two questions then for the, the uh, next game Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers will the 49ers get their first win <laughs> and, no uh, yeah there you go and uh, are they going to cover this, this this line 12 and a half points given to them I might be a little bit worried about this um, mm. the Eagles have just lost Jason Peters to injury who's their left tackle who's really yeah. good and they've lost um, their a linebacker to a ruptured Achilles which is just a horrible injury and mm. I have a lot of faith in the Eagles but I just wonder if they're going to win by 13 but then the 49ers looked dreadful last week they, they yeah well they did that's 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 it for, for me I think I think I'm going to go for the Eagles I think they I think they will win by by enough I'm not sure with that double digit point it's just making that, me very nervous and that's a, it's yeah. not a small one either that's 13 points I need to win by yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's practically two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Bucks Panthers. I Tampa wish to Buccaneers. veto this game. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers. Because I have no idea. <laughs> no, well, you keep you keep saying, "Well, this is going to be the week for uh, for, the, for the Buccaneers." I'm wrong. I, I'm just you know I'm just giving up. Uh, but then the Panthers were not very good last last week either. No. And they get they get two and a half points this week. They just lost to the Bears. Mm. But then the Buccaneers have done very. Oh, this is going to be a really hard game to pick because I have nothing to hang my hat on at all. I'm going to go Panthers. I'm 
going to pretend it doesn't exist until I absolutely have to on Sunday. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Houston Texans, Seattle Seahawks, uh, five and a half points to the Texans, and I'm going to go with them. Yeah, Texans to cover or Texans to win? To cover, I think. Although I could I could see them winning, to be fair. It won't it'll be a close one. Yeah, I feel like this should be a competitive game because that just seems to be what we expect out of Deshaun Watson these days. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's uh, he's doing well, he's doing well. Uh, I think I'm going to go for the Texans. Fair enough. Uh, Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, Washington Redskins, uh, two and a half points to the Redskins. They're the home team. Um, still going to go, they're both on the same record, three and three. I still think I'm going to go Cowboys. Yeah, the, the the offense isn't quite coming together for Washington after they lost all their receivers. So, yeah, I mm. think I'm leaning Cowboys too. Yeah. Um, what do you think of this one? Pittsburgh Steelers uh, traveling to Detroit where the Lions. Uh, Lions are given three and a half points. I don't think I trust the Lions until they prove to me that they can win a game. They've just had that mm. blip and, you know, I want to see a little more out of them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking Steelers on this one. Uh, then Monday night, uh, it's the, the, the broken Broncos against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs um, give up seven and a half points on this one. They can't lose three in a row. No, and and not to the Broncos. I mean, this is the first time in a couple of year, years they were saying that they've lost two in a row. So, yeah, with the Broncos misfiring, there's obviously problems in Denver. Um, I'm leaning Chiefs, but that number makes me a little bit nervous. But the Broncos really have done very little. So, yeah, I think I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs as well. I've, I've got a feeling this is going to be a week I'm going to pick up some more points. on you. Really? Because yes. I'm hedging everywhere because there are some teams that I just <laughs> don't know what I'm doing with. I've got a feeling. I've got a good feeling. I felt that one way up here. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks very much for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, please do remember to give us a like and a subscribe and also a review through whatever uh, medium you procure your podcasts. It really does help us get into as many pairs of ears as we possibly can. Uh, we'll be back again next week to cast our eye over the action from week eight and also to make our picks for week nine, which uh, will take us over the halfway point through the uh, the regular season. That's scary, isn't it? Yeah, that, uh, that's kind of terrifying, frankly. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, make sure uh, you check out thewrongfootball.com for uh, more from the mind of G. And also remember... If you want to get in touch with us, you can do by either dropping us an email to twfpodcast at outlook.com or find either G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at twfdam. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you again next week. Fire the nuclear weapons. 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 Bye.